Good people versus great people. Most of us believe that we are good. We're nice. We are not cruel. We're honest. We're basically Erlach. But we don't think of ourselves as great. We don't have that ennobling feeling of godless. I am special. And therefore we don't comport ourselves as we are capable of. If only we could access that special spark of godless, which we all all have within us, how different our self-esteem would be, our self-perception would be, how different we would project ourselves to the world. If only we could access that godal from within. Let's tease this idea out from the parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu gives Musser. He chastises Klal Yisrael in the parsha. Jewish people, what does Hashem want already? Just have some Yira. Just have some Yira Shemayim. In this shocking statement... Moshe seems to be trivializing the struggle to attain Yerushalayim. What is Hashem want already? Only Yira. No big deal. When in fact we know it is no cakewalk at all to attain Yerushalayim. As the Gemara asks, Is it really true, Moshe? The Yira is no big deal? The Gemara answers, In, Lagabi Moshe, Moshe Zutrasahi. You know why Moshe is saying in our parsha, Jewish people, no big deal, just have Yerushalayim? Because for Moshe himself, Yerushalayim was not a big deal. Moshe was a tzaddik. So says the Gemara. This Gemara is so confounding, so confusing. It leaves us groping with more questions with more questions than answers. What does it mean that Moshe is speaking from his perspective and his madriga, calling Yerushalayim no big deal, when for his audience, the Jewish people, it is a big deal? An educator, a machanach, a lecturer, is never supposed to speak from his own perspective, but rather from the people's perspective. No, your audience is... Numero uno is rule number one in public speaking and certainly in chinuch education. The sermonizer from the pulpit never should preach to the choir, but rather to the congregation. So what does it mean that Moshe is trivializing Yerushalayim as no big deal because for him it's no big deal? Think of your audience. Think of Claudius, you're all the people. The answer must be that Moshe's own matrega the fact that for Moshe personally, it is no big deal, is a relevant message to the Jewish people as a whole. Because Moshe's madrega is not as distant from us as we may think. Moshe's madrega, Moshe's level, reflects a potential which we all have. Some accessible quality which we can all marshal if only we put our focus towards it. Because as Chazal say in many places, 
Moshe Rabbeinu is the neshama klalis. Moshe Rabbeinu is the encapsulation of all Jewish souls. Everything Moshe achieved is really what a Jewish people achieves as a whole. We have it all within us. That yes, each has individuals. None of us are a Moshe. But as a Klal Yisrael, together, we are a Moshe. Which means that each individual, while he is not a Moshe completely, he is a piece of that Moshe. He has within him, she has within her, a spark of mosaic potential, Moshe potential. It's in us. It, it is who we are by definition. If Moshe's neshama is an encapsulation of all Yiddish neshamas, then all of Moshe's sitkas and achievement indicates what every single composite Jewish soul is really made up of. So hence Moshe tells Klam Yisrael, listen, year is no big deal for me. It is Milsuzutrasahi for me. You can hence make it that way for yourselves too. You have that gadol within. You've got a little piece of motion, you. You just have to access it. You just have to perceive yourself as mosaic, as great, and not simply good. This explanation, which I am advancing, I later found in many sfarim, including the Tanya. And the Tanya elaborates on the entire theme that every Yid, every Jew, has within him and her unspeakable, unfathomable greatness and potential. If only they marshal it. And he cites as evidence the fact that when faced with great, great nisyonos, great tests, Jews who are thought to be simple people rise to the occasion. He speaks of the ultimate Messias Nefesh, martyrdom, when even simple Jews throughout the ages gave up their lives and suffered torture. So not to renege our commitment to Hashem and serve Avodah Zarah. Well, says the Tanya, when facing stark challenges, as in serve that idol or your life, the Jew could access Messiris Nefesh. That really bespeaks a greatness within him, within her, at all times. We just have to access it. We just have to learn to act great even when it is not so dramatic a moment, so so existential a moment as Servavodazara or your life, so defining a moment such as that. If we can only access that same godless from within in the day-to-day, we would be Moshe Rabbeinus, or at least a piece of Moshe. Moshe ask Moshe-like. So we have a new way to view Moshe. Whenever we learn about Moshe and Torah, whenever we speak about Moshe and Torah, we can expand beyond the literal Moshe, that this is really a depiction of what a Jewish people is capable of. So this opens all sorts of new, exciting possibilities. I have found now a myriad of statements of Chazal throughout Torah, which until now were mired in confusion, enigma, 
now can be understood. And I will cite one example to be illustrative of a confusing enigmatic statement of Chazal in a totally different context, which can be understood from this perspective. The Moshe being described is, in fact, a depiction of the potential of every Jew. In Parshas Yisrael, at the time of the presentation of the Aseris HaTibros, the Chumash speaks in the singular, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am Hashem, your God. It does not say Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am Hashem, the God of you, the plurality of Jews, but rather Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am Hashem, your God. And likewise, the rest of the Aseris HaTibros, which follow, speak from the individual perspective. And so forth. And Rashi wonders why this is. And Asaris HaTibris, which is being spoken to the totality of the Jewish people, ought to have been said, in plural expression. Rashi cites a Midrashic answer, which is that on some level, in fact, Hashem wanted to allow the following interpretation. The Asaras Hadibras were only being directed at one person, Moshe. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. I am Hashem, your God is in Moshe's God. Moshe alone. Not the Jewish people as a whole. So then, when the Jewish people would be chote with the Egel, with sin, the sin of the golden calf, the Egel, seemingly abrogating their Torah commitment of Anochi Hashem Lokecha, I am Hashem your God, there should be no others. The justification, the salvation, the atonement, the argument of atonement could then be advanced. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh, they're not abrogating Hashem. You never told all of them Anochi Hashem Lokechem I am Hashem, the God of all of you. There should be no other to all of you. Uh-uh, it was Belash and Yachid. It was only said to Moshe. And Moshe didn't abrogate. Moshe didn't sin with Diego. Only the people did. And on some Midrashic level, they were excluded from the commandment. They didn't abrogate. They didn't violate a commandment given to them. The commandment wasn't given to them, but it was only said Belash and Yachid. If it wasn't Rashi... And the Medrash speaking, this explanation would strike us as comical. How am I to accept that the Asaras HaTibris on some level weren't being given to the whole Jewish people, were only being given to Moshe? Come on. Albeit it's Medrash, it's not Pshant, but it needs to make sense. It needs to resonate. Come on. This seems to be a charade to allow the Jewish people to be saved from the divine raft of Techerek. Moshe pulled off this metaphysical game. Charade. Uh-uh-uh. Based on a little nuance in grammar. It wasn't said to all of you. Come on here. What possibly could this mean? But now we have the tools to unravel what this Rashi B'Shem the Medrash is saying. The Midrashic perspective of the Asaras HaTibris being said to Moshe alone does not mean Moshe the person. It means Moshe the concept, as in the totality of a Jewish people who coalesce in Anishmas Moshe. The people as a whole 
who make up that composite soul of Moshe, it is that deepest core of each Jew and Jewess which finds its presence coalesced in the Moshe to which the mitzvahs were directed. We embrace the mitzvahs in the deepest parts of ourselves, as in that pentelayid, that deepest core, that greatest nikudah we, ha- we each have within us, the spark of God. And on that level, we don't really sin. As Rabbi Tzadok HaKohen writes, when the Jewish people were choti with the Egel, that was not the deepest them sinning. That was not Jewish consciousness rebelling against Hashem on its deepest level, because on its deepest level we're pure. We would never think of doing such a thing. This was a mistake. This was a delusion. This was a confusion on a more surface, superficial, confused level of Jewish consciousness, not true Jewish consciousness. The Yiddish and Hashem at its core would never sin. So what is being said here is, the Jewish people have a hope for repentance after Chara Egel, with the argument that on some level the mitzvah was directed all along to the Moshe, i.e. the individual composite of all Jewish souls in their deepest place, that pintala, that core which always remains pure, that shared Jewish consciousness, which is in a sense can be spoken Belashen Yachid on an individual level, the Moshe of which we are all a part of. The mitzvah was given on some level to that deepest layer of the Jewish people, to that layer, to that core which never sins. On that level, we didn't abrogate the commitment. And the more external, the more superficial aspect of us, the confused aspect, well, that was not never really and truly the part of us which entered the breast with the Rabbana Shalom. It's in fact not the us. It's a much more external layer. It is not the Moshe within us. It is the confused consciousness within us, which never really was the part of us which committed to Hashem, and therefore the sin is much more forgivable. The part of Jewish consciousness, the Moshe, that share reality, which constitutes a yachid Moshe, elokecha, anoch Hashem elokecha, that aspect never really sinned, i.e. what the Chazal is really saying is, even when we mess up, don't see that as who we are in the deepest place. The deepest place, we are Moshe's. We are all part of that greater Moshe consciousness. And on that level, we're really pure. So there is the hope of truva. There is the hope of atonement. So now we, by unraveling, by teasing out the meaning 
of yet another enigmatic statement of Chazal, in this case, the Rashi, Rashi's treatment of the, the Yasaris Hadzibras. Why were they were said, Belash and Yachad? Why they were said in individual tense, Anoch Yashem We walk away with yet another appreciation of what it means. We all have a little bit of motion in us. We all have a godless within. We all have a greatness within. And even when we mess up, we can tell ourselves, that's not the real me. The real me is like Moshe. Don't define myself by that sordid behavior. See it as foreign to me. Do not lose my self-perception, my noble self-perception. Continue to identify myself with something higher, with the Moshe within. I can access that at any time, and I can truly be great. We are not simply good people. We are great people. We all got a little bit of Moshe in us.